Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Supercoach fullback position. It's a pretty interesting one there. There's a bunch of great options. It's obviously a very high scoring position. So this is a, a spot there where you'd like to get, hopefully, a couple of really good guys in your side that can average a very high number. We've got our top three, obviously, Latrell, Teddy, and Drinkwater, who all average over 70 which is amazing in, in Supercoach. And locking in these types of guys in your team early or getting them in as early as possible is going to be a big win. A little shout-out to poor Pap, who sounds like we're not going to get for at least the first portion of the season, potentially halfway through. So we'll avoid chatting him uh, just for the fact that he's so expensive for one and he's not going to be playing for the beginning of the season. So how you play this is going to be very interesting. Do you go for two top guns? Do you go for a gun and a mid-range type of player? Or do you try and plug in a cheapie as well? All that and more to come. We've got the guns, we've got the mid-range, and also a couple of cheapie options as well. So up top, Latrell will kick it off at 889. He's obviously sitting there at 53K more than the next guy in Tedesco. And both those guys had incredible seasons last year. What we'll see is Tedesco actually had a slightly lower year than, than previous years, his lowest in actual four years. So do you go with a guy like Tedesco? who is a little bit cheaper and potentially will score the same, if not better than Latrell? Or do you lock in Latrell, given the fact that he's the best scorer and is a good chance of doing that, and he doesn't have a buy all the way until 16, but he will play Origin in 13. So the big issue for Teddy we see is the fact that he does have that buy in round four. Will you have another gun if you're pairing with Teddy? I think that's probably the best way to play it. Do You, you should be pairing Tedesco with another gun, whether it's Latrell, whether it's Drinky, You've got guys like obviously Ruben Garrick and you know, potential some other guys there, but there's really only sort of three or four guys that I'd be looking to pick in that fullback guns position. And you want to pair them with a gun to be able to get that great score in round four. It's going to be really important. Latrell for him, I think you're expecting an 80-85 again. He came back and played the best footy, some of the best footy of his career. Definitely his best in the fullback position last year. And I think the Rabbitohs have gotten better this year. They've got a few younger guys that have come up and they're improving. You're Cook in the back end, but he's still playing great footy. Latrell's playing his best. Cody Walker's still going to be great. You've got Lockie Elias who's improving as well. And some of their outside backs are just getting better and better in Isaiah Tass and these types of players. The Bunnies do have a, a tougher draw to kick it off 
but what we saw with Latrell, he was kind of fixture proof. It didn't stop him too much last year. He was still able to, he was always going to be the guy to put on the tries for this team. So I really expect, you know, a good, a good uh, average there again, 80 to 85, very clear run until origin and that better team. Teddy, this is his lowest by far. So you'd expect a minimum of a six point increase. He's sort of been that 85 plus guy. He's had a years in the nineties, obviously, uh, but he's lowest in four years. I think he can bounce back and his team's going to be better. Hopefully, you know, to start off last year, they were pretty poor and they had a bunch of injuries as well. So I really think they can bounce back this year and start better. And I, I'm tipping them to be first overall on the ladder this year. So I think Teddy was going to be a big part of that. It's just that buy in round four. As I said, if you compare him with the gun, I think you're going to be fine. But yeah, both of those guys, great options. Clearly the top two in my opinion. And then number three, we're going to have Drinkwater, who I think could average you know 75 plus in the early draw. And that's the big one for him. So really, do you look at pairing Tedesco with Drinkwater? That's the way I'm thinking at the moment. Latrell, we can leave him out. Or if you really like him and think he can start great as well, then, you know, potentially Latrell and Tedesco, Latrell and Drinky, or you can go one of the cheaper guys a little bit lower. So, yeah, generally thoughts there with Drinkwater. Great start to the season. If the Cowboys are playing well, I think he's going to do great and, and average somewhere in the mid-70s. And you could keep him all the way up until round 15 when they have their first buy. So big news for him. If you're looking at some of the Cowboys players, I think he's going to be great. And you could use him as a stepping stone to get to Latrell and Teddy. And then if guys like Trebojevic uh, are doing really well, who is another option, obviously, from round one, even with their round two buy. You could use Drinkwater as a stepping stone to those guys, um, or at least, you know, the first five or six weeks, and then you can move on to guys like Trebojevic or you know, whoever you want to, to play in this one. If Pap comes back and does really well, you've got Latrell, Tedesco, plenty of options there with that one. Um, yeah, and, and do Cowboys continue playing really well? That's the, the other question there that may not happen. Ruben Garrick, so he's obviously going to move back to the wing. If Tommy doesn't play in round one, he'll play fullback in that in that week. But generally, him on the on the wing is still a pretty good thing because when he's playing there, that means that Tommy is back. And when Tommy's there, they usually play really well. And Garrick is obviously a beneficiary, scoring lots of tries and getting lots of goal kicks. So at the end of that back line, he produced an 88 average in 2021. Manly played really, really well. And he had you know games where he was picking up a, a quad, so four tries. And then yeah, I think he'd score like, the 28 or 30 points by himself in one of those games. So he was obviously incredible there. He just obviously comes at a similar price to Drinkwater, which I see as a little bit of a downer given he is a winger. And we know what some of these fullbacks can do in their running game and also you know, their assist game as well. So with Garrick having a buy in round two as well, I'm looking to avoid guys like him and Trebojevic just to start off. And then he could um, you could upgrade from there. You know, if your guns get injured or they get suspended or something, you can move on to these guys from round three or four, five, whatever happens there. But, you know, the question really remains for him. Can he can he do it again? Like last year he played a lot uh, in the one position and he scores better in that position in general, like a, as an average. But if he's on the wing, as I said, Tommy's going to give him plenty of ball and he'll be able to score plenty of tries, kick plenty of goals. And so either way, I think, yeah, at fullback or at, at wing, he's going to score somewhere around that 70 mark. Um, but there's obviously a few question marks surrounding that because if Garrick's at one, how well do Manly play? Uh, cons for him, I just think Tommy's a better option with the value that he's going to present and they both have the buy-in round two. So I'm avoiding him to start. Gutho, really just solid. No origin, has the late buy. Average 68, he's solid. You, know, you get him all the way to round 14, which is great. And you know the, the team can't really improve. I don't, I don't see you losing Isaiah Papali. He's a big loss. Reed Marnie is a replacement for Hodgson. But... You know, can they make it all the way to the grand final again? I don't think so, but I probably have them sitting around that five, six, seven mark 
in the uh, on the ladder. So Gutho, he's still going to be solid. 68 is still a great average, but I wouldn't be looking to have him in your side. Dylan Edwards, so at 701k for him, average is 66. He has the buy in round three, which is a bit of an issue before, but he's obviously a great team, great in a, a, in a great team, uh, and he's a great player. I think he can do really well again, somewhere around that mark. I just don't really see him improving. I see him at a bit of a max price. Don't think he's a top keeper and has that early buy, obviously, there. AJ Brimson, so he's an interesting one. He comes in at average of 64, moving from 6 to 1, it looks like here. And I think that is going to be you know, slightly better for him. He did have a 74 average in 2020, so potentially a little bit of upside there if the Titans go well. Obviously, that last month of the year, you saw the types of scores that he can pick up. And if the Titans can play pretty well and win a bunch of games, you know, get close to that top 8, then I think Brimson could average close to that 70 mark. But he's a fairly streaky. They have that early buy. There's a bunch of things, you know, but probably too many question marks for me, three or four question marks there that outweighs his positives. Like, as I said, I can think, you know, anywhere between 60 and 70 is going to be solid. So slightly cheaper than the other guys, but do you pick him up? Do you make that decision? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. So in terms of my top three, you can pretty much work it out. We've got Teddy from our guns is number one. I think he's going to have some upside, which is going to be great. And he's going to be a top two keeper. Uh, with him and Latrell, and then you got Drinky. I think is going to be a good option to start with, but Latrell is going to be a better scorer overall. So however you play that, um, could be the way to go. Do you spend that little bit less? So Drinky obviously is 143k cheaper, which is a big jump when you can drop down to him and upgrade in your 2RF or something like that. Could be ideal. All right, that's the guns, guys. We move to the mid-price guys, and we start with Lockie Miller. And unfortunately for me, I just think he's way too expensive. He comes in at a 62.7 average, priced accordingly, and I just don't see the upside for him moving to the Knights, going from the Sharks being a great team, moving to the Knights with no discount. I think he's gonna he would average similarly if he was at the Sharks. He scored a couple of tries. He's had big run meters, which is great. That's the part where I think that's going to be good and going to allow him to transfer a lot of his skills. It's going to be him moving to the Knights and just being able to run out of trouble, you know, kick returns, being able to run and do his own thing. He, he makes a lot of runs. He's going to get a good tackle break base. So the eight to nine is what he averaged in those, uh, in those 80 minute efforts at fullback. He's shown what he can do. And obviously if he can get some natural improvement coming over from rugby, to league there, I think that you know, he'll be able to average something decent, but I'd imagine with the Knights just being a lesser team that somewhere in the mid-50s would be a starter for him. Probably becomes an option at some point, given he won't play Origin, for example. He has a buy in round 10, so just let's. I think it's just best to watch his first few games and then make that decision on, on where he's going to end up price-wise, and then you can you know, plug him in from there. I think he's going to drop a little bit to start. I really think it's going to be a big ask for him to, to average 70, which is what you look for in a, a guy that's a little bit under... The gun status, price-wise, you're looking for him to average about 70 to be worth it in your side. Let's talk Tommy now. So for him there at 577K, we get him at an obvious discount because it is Tommy. He has that massive ceiling there and that $1 million upside. So the buy-in round two is the killer. The injury in the preseason is also the killer. We saw what happened with Latrell when he came back from the US with the same coach that uh, Tommy's gone to. So definitely a good chance that he can come back and do really well hopefully stay injury free because we love watching him play and he will be a must-have at some point if he's back to full health and playing well obviously the buy in round two not great does he even play in round one or does he come back in round three uh the injuries is the worry and the team issues last year so again there's a, a bit going on there with des hasler leaving um, and all the the issues that had the back end of the year they couldn't even uh couldn't even win a game 
that past sort of eight or nine games. So Trebojevic there, I think, is uh, going to be a great option at some point. Do you start with him in round one? Probably not, uh, unless it's clear that he's going to fit and firing, because round two comes around and you don't have him there. Thankfully, he's not at an astronomical price. Like, you're not leaving a 800k guy on the bench in round two, like you would be with Cleary being a you know, 900k type of guy. Um, it's not too ridiculous as long as you have a gun in the other position. Reese Walsh, so at 554k, he comes in probably at a slight discount, to be honest with you, coming from the Warriors. He didn't have a very good season at all. Still managed to average the 53 and has a late buy. So for us here, we can look to either pick him up from the start and I think he can make a bit of cash. The real negative for him is just that he loses sort of that six to 10 points in goals, uh, depending how many tries Warriors uh, are scoring there. But Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He moves to the Broncos, and unless Adam Reynolds is out, Walsh won't be kicking goals. So... Where we're seeing an improvement from him is hopefully going to be from the tries perspective, uh, which was really, really low for him. Hardly scored any tries last year at all. He moves to a better team, and he's great winger finishes there. So you've got Cobo on the right. You've got Corey Oates on the left. You've got Herbie and also Staggs. And you've got Adam Reynolds directing you around. I think Walsh, he just has such better options and a great forward pack, especially up front with Haas and also Carrigan. I think that Walsh can, uh, can really benefit this year, and I really think that the try assist, the, the tries that he's going to get, the open space that he's going to be able to garner, uh, get the odd offload and, and plenty more tackle breaks than he, than he did last year. I can see him averaging close to that 60 mark. Can he do that from day dot or does it take him a few rounds to get into it? Up to you as to how you think that's going to happen. I, I would suggest probably waiting a few rounds. And you know, we've got him all the way up to round 16. So really, if you wait till round four or five, you've got 10 good rounds there to, for him to do really well. And his meters gain needs to grow. Yeah, that was pretty low. So for a guy uh, in this position, when you're looking to be a gun, you want to be averaging sort of that 150 plus meters, making a bunch of tackle breaks. Uh, obviously, hands on the ball more means more tries, this more tries. So other question there is just how the Broncos go. So plenty of questions. That's why I think you should probably wait and pick him up a little bit later. Will Kennedy at, at 5.45 at 52 of an average. He's uh, obviously a fullback and amazing team. I think they're going to come second or third again this year. I really just see some small upside value for him like he's not going to be a guy that's going to hit 100 you know once every seven or eight weeks and and sort of save you there i think there's going to be more scores under 30 than there's going to be scores over 70 so really can we see him averaging about the same i think so five round six isn't great really just doesn't have a super coach style game which is what uh, a lot of us know already if you're a bit of a newbie you see him you know kennedy a fullback in a great team just be aware that he's scored similarly to this for the last bunch of years i don't think he's a keeper in anyone's squad 
Kalen Ponga at 530k, he comes up next. So we've got the average of 50 for him, which is very, very low uh, for what we know he can produce. So that's the pros for him. We know what he can produce. He's obviously really undervalued if he can get back to really good footy. And the move from one to the six is going to drop him a little bit in terms of his point scoring potential. But you see, obviously, uh, you'll see an increase in tackles and hopefully an increase in running the footy potentially at least you know someone going to be around that 100 150 anyway so i don't see much change there for him sorry and then obviously assisting on that left side and he's got hastings to, to drag him around the field i think pong is going to play a lot better but that injury in the preseason just hurts him uh, you know having a very limited preseason there and you know really how's the team go we need the team to go well we see his him play his best footy with queensland so a great team brings out his best abilities. So the last few years haven't been great for the Knights. Can he you know, come out and play well in an average team? Or can he turn them into a good team? Him and Hastings, for example. Xavier Savage comes in next at 485. So an average of 46. So I see a bit of value with him. The buy-in round eight is not too bad. We get to see him for a good bunch of weeks. And you know, really, I just see a bit of room for him uh, as an increase in attack. Because last year, limited in tries... Uh, sorry, the try assist was sort of the big category. He scored a bunch of tries, but could definitely go up on that in a better team. Uh, try assists and also tackle breaks and offloads were pretty low for him. Tackle breaks was really strange, averaging about two and a half. So really weird for him to, to not be higher. I think you can see an extra one or two in his type of game, being a, a young, explosive fullback in a better team. You know, it's clearly his position now. I just see a lot of upside for him. Yeah, he had games last year off the bench and, and stuff like that. So and, and in limited minutes. So a healthy offseason, he's going to come out and do really well. Really, the question is now, can he get to a 60 average? Because not being a premium scorer, you want one of these mid-range type of guys to be able to get you a good score week in, week, in, week out. And that's the thing. If you go for a gun and and Savage, for example, does he score enough when when they have a buy? If you pick Teddy and Savage, does he have a, does he play enough and score enough for you? Sorry. Uh, if you pick Latrell with him, you're probably safe because you get him all the way through uh, and don't have to have him as your starter, Savage, for example. Uh, but you could have him on the bench as a, as a playing scorer in that one. Okay, we moved to the last one there. So, yeah, Savage, I think, is a solid pickup, but it's really hard in a fullback position when you only got two players to pick from. Can you actually fit him in your side? Tamari Martin. So we get him at 401k. I just feel like he's too expensive. He played fullback last year, didn't score that well, obviously, at 38 Got the buy in round 12, which is nice, but really second year back for him is going to be a pro. He should probably have a little bit of an improve there. But at six, I just see him missing a bunch of tackles. I don't really see him being involved any more than he, you know, than he could be or will, would be at fullback in a Broncos side. So moving to the Warriors, probably a lesser team than the Broncos will be this year. I just explained how good that Broncos uh, outside backs and, and the middle forwards look like to go along with Reynolds. I, yeah, I can see Johnson being really dominant in this pack. Uh, sorry, yeah, with this, dragging this team around, for example. Uh, and Tomate just sort of being there, running a little bit, tackling a little bit, kicking a tiny bit. I just don't really see too much of it, to be honest with you. So um, if he improves, right, there's obviously a bit of a bit of room in his average and his price, but a 401k, there's better options in fullback for sure. Uh, I just don't really see the increase happening. So our top three in this section, guys, is Tommy Trebojevic, number one. Clearly has the upside. Savage number two, just in front of Ponga number three. I think Ponga could be the one that gets you backed into sort of gun territory, whereas Savage doesn't. But I think Savage is a little bit safer to make money at the start. He comes in healthier than Ponga. So that's that there. And we'll move to the cash cows, guys. We've got Charles Nickel Cookstar there at 327k. 
which is which is lovely. Nice and cheap. He moves to the Warriors coming from the Raiders who he's scored really well for the Raiders in, in previous years. So just naturally based off that, there is some upside to be had. He's moving to a slightly lesser team, but hopefully injury free. And he can get a nice run all the way to round 11 there. Uh, he'll play his last one before that buy. You would have him for 13 still if you wanted to keep him because he's not going to be playing Origin. But you look at the pros there. The 180 meter base is great. He's obviously really cheap and he he's probably better as a center wing pick. So I've just popped him in there because there's so many center wings. Um, yeah, 40 something I think I've got to talk about in, in the next video. But yeah, crazy there. Uh, I just think he's a better center wing pick. Pretty cheap. And I'd say at least 10 to 15 points of upside if he comes back and plays solidly. Just based off him running the footy getting his tackle breaks. He's very nice in in, in tackles in terms of uh, getting a nice base there. So he's about a 5.5 points in tackles is what he gets as well. So really look at that. 180 base, you're looking at sort of 20, low 20s to 25 points there you can get. And then obviously the tackle breaks and the tackles, he's sitting somewhere in that mid 30s average there. So these are the games where he actually got 80 minutes and you know, over his career, he's an 180 meter type of guy, which is great. The cons for him, obviously just an average team. And didn't really score great or play a lot last year. So hopefully he comes back strong and you can slot him in your center wing. Sloan. So him at 298. The average is 28 last year. Only a few games for him. The buy in the first game. So the wing, uh, the fullback spot is his, which is great. It looks like he has plenty of attacking flair. Very, very talented on that side of the ball. And him being really cheap is great. Really, he just had, had a year now to improve, get bigger, learn his game, learn what the team needs from him, obviously in defense, which was a, a bit of a worry for him. Um, and they just needed someone with a bit more experience in that back in that one position, which they didn't get from him. They were hoping that he took a big leap last year, but with him being so young, it just didn't happen in a team that wasn't great. Let's be honest. So can he come out and do that? I think at the cheap price of 298, you can uh, chuck him in your team and definitely find out there for sure. All right. To River, we've got him at 275k, the average of 37 last year. So thankfully he was priced down. Same with Declan Casey here. Buying round three, looks like he's going to get the first two games with Taylor May out with suspension. So I think he's going to need a longer run of games. You're not going to make money from him in those two weeks. But if he plays those two, Taylor May comes back and he happens to get a, a spot somewhere down the line, that's when I think you can pick him up. Because he has so much talent, he's in a great team, he has a strong base, and he's going to be playing in the trials this week. So just be uh, watching out for him and just seeing how much he improved. But in the uh, in the World Cup, he was spectacular. So Taruva, one for the Black Book, I think, but not probably not worth starting with, even at the cheap price. Declan Casey, 265. We've got a few guys to go, team. Just the uh, just the three left there. Average of 36, and the buy-in round 13 for the Doggies. So he's an in an improving team, and he's an improving player for sure. That late buy is great. The cheapness of him is good. He obviously averaged a number that's going to make him cash if he happens to do that again. So at a minimum... He will make some money if he gets an opportunity, but he's fighting for a position in the centers and the wing with Alamotti, Karaz, Braden Burns. Um, yeah, there's three guys that are going to be taking that spot at a minimum. So he's behind all them three at a minimum at the moment. And you've got Adokar on that left edge. So Casey, just wait at the moment, put him in the black book. He's a little bit inconsistent in the games he did play. Had a one absolute cracker game and then two really low games. So uh, just be aware of him and potentially an option at some point. Tommy Chester with the Cowboys. He's really cheap at 234. He had an average of 13 last year, so absolutely killed it. But very talented youngster in a good team, and he's going to need injuries to get into that side. And if he does, yeah, that'd be pretty cool because he's a cheap guy in a strong team. And then you move to Bailey Hodgson. He's actually going to need a crack this week in the trials with Lockie Miller being rested because he hasn't really been in the team for very long. So 
Hodgson at 200k, if he happens to get a, a long chance at the fullback position at some point, then he could be a good option for your side. But at the moment, Lockley Miller's ahead of him. But just have a watch of him in the trial. Keep him in your black book again, because he's obviously really talented as well. A little bit annoying for them, for him anyway, that he wasn't able to get the one position this year. I'm sure he's been you know, training really hard for it. They brought over Lockie Miller, so maybe he suggested he's not ready yet. Uh, if he was ready, I don't think they would have tried to push too hard to get uh, Miller there, but it is what it is. Uh, he's just going to need an injury to, to, to get his spot. And the last three guys, so I think that C&K is going to be the best in this position. Still really cheap enough to make you some cash. As I said, if you're looking at previous scores, he's looking at sort of a, a high 40s to 50 average. So if you get anywhere around that sort of low 40s to mid 40s there, as an average, you're making 10 to 15 points of value. Sloan, unknown factor, but obviously very attacking style of player, which is good. And then Taruva, number three. If he gets an extended opportunity, then I think he's going to be great to pop in your side. But guys, that is the fullback position. I really hope you enjoyed that. Subscribe to this channel, guys, if you are new to the Supercoach world. Get around that. I'm going to be revealing my team soon and we'll have some uh, collaborations with a few of the other Supercoach uh, you know, podcasters and, and content creators there. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And we'll catch you in the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.